Namaste everyone. I'd like to talk to you today about the current transit of Rahu and Ketu and how does it impact our lives. Rahu and Ketu, the south and the north lunar node, are known as the shadow planets, which are mainly representing subconscious forces hidden in our minds. But at the same time, wherever Rahu and Ketu are transiting, they are giving us an opportunity to grow in that area of life, to learn something profound about ourselves, and especially to disillusion ourselves about some parts of our lives. Both Rahu and Ketu stay for 18 months in one sign. They're the slow-moving grahas, which naturally makes their life lessons quite impactful. Because whenever you know any graha, any object in the sky moves so slowly and stays for so long in one sign, in a way, whatever this graha represents, whatever this graha is trying to teach us in the present moment, becomes very important for us to pay attention to. And this particular transit of Rahu and Ketu, personally, I am finding very interesting, especially for people who are on spiritual path. And there is really a lot for all of us to learn from it. So let's dive into that. So this is the transit which began already October, November last year. And it's going to last throughout this entire year until roughly second half of May 2025. So it's 18 months in total. Throughout this time, Rahu is going to remain in the sign of Pisces and Ketu is going to stay in Virgo. And this in itself is a fascinating phenomenon because these are in some ways very counterintuitive signs for those particular lunar nodes to dwell in. As we are usually saying in Vedic astrology that Virgo, one of the most materialistic signs, is actually Rahu's Muladrikona, his safe spot, his place of power. While for Ketu, the planet of detachment and moving beyond the physical reality, diving into the spirituality, Muladrikona is Pisces. So what we are experiencing right now on the sky is that the nodes are in the reverse signs. So both of them feel a little bit out of their element. Because now out of sudden Rahu needs to channel, you know, all his uh, obsessions and desires through the lens of Pisces, one of the most spiritual signs. While Ketu, the planet of detachment, is now practicing it or teaching us how to practice detachment in this very material mundane reality we are all part of in our everyday life. Which is why, you know, it's actually such a potent transit for all spiritual seekers because when Rahu dwells in the sign of Pisces, 
you can expect that he will keep increasing our spiritual longing, longing for the truth, longing to reconnect with our soul, longing to reconnect with the divine, to connect with something beyond this material reality. While Ketu at the same time will be continuously inspiring us to stay more detached from the drama of everyday life, more detached from all the problems or the details, confrontations and dramas that happen in our life and just take it all with a little bit of distance. But now, as you can imagine, that sort of placement of the nodes can very easily lead some of us, if we don't harness and channel this energy properly, even into becoming somehow ungrounded. Because when Ketu, the planet of detachment, dwells in such an earthly sign like Virgo, we can even start becoming careless about some of our responsibilities, about especially, you know, those detailed works that require a lot of our attention and intellect. And this is why, you know, this transit definitely, you know, brings some challenges with itself. And this is really a challenge about not allowing ourselves to get somehow lost in this very ungrounded vision of spirituality in our own fantasies about life, about spirituality, but really, you know, rather remarry spirituality with material world. And that, of course, can remain a challenge. And we can all expect that in this year and also the half of the next year, this is going to be quite a prominent theme in the world in general. First thing that we will notice is that people may become somehow more careless about their daily routine, their communication with others. In fact, with Ketu in Virgo, we can even experience problems with electronic devices, with technology in general. Somehow, this Mercury's energy will be disrupted through Ketu's transit, through its Modatricona, through Virgo. And yet, at the same time, we may experience that our own tendency to go into the delusions or fantasies of our mind or some ungrounded theories can be increased. And this, of course, can be tricky, can be challenging, and can be also used in a negative way by some people in this world. And this is something that I believe it's very important that we speak openly about because when Rahu transits through the sign of Pisces, it does not only increase our mind's, you know, tendency to create its own delusions a little bit too much, it also makes us more prone to other people's delusions and lies and manipulations. And it is my personal prediction that we may experience a lot of potential manipulations happening in the world in the upcoming year. Not just manipulations, but even things like scams, you know, and things that really, how to say, just take your emotion and feeling and longing and manipulate it for their own purposes. So this is something we all need to stay very watchful for. 
And I would say that with this particular transit of Rahu and Ketu, it is more important than ever to be very, very discerning and ask yourself really before you commit to anything, before you engage with anything, is this real or not? Because things simply may be not what they seem. And of course, you know, whenever Rahu somehow drags us a little bit too much into this world of uh, fantasy and delusion, you know, or manipulation, the best remedy is always Ketu himself. And Ketu this whole time is going to dwell in the sign of Virgo, which is a very interesting transit, really, because Virgo is all about information and staying very grounded and organized and very intellectual and somehow ordered, you know, approach to life. As much as Ketu may inspire us to be a little bit more, how to say, detached from our usual organized ways, at the same time Ketu transiting throughout the sign of Virgo during this entire 18 months period is going to be also inspiring us continuously to be very discerning. Very discerning which information we believe, which information we even want to receive or engage with. To somehow, you know, sift through what is of true value and what is not. What is authentic and what is not. And I think you know that especially with the increasing progress in the world with AI technology, we will be facing a lot of very interesting moral issues related to what is actually real and what is not. What is authentic and what is not. And we will be definitely perceiving these two polarized or op opposite approaches in the world emerging simultaneously, one wanting to explore the, the very boundaries of how far can we go with artificial intelligence technologies and another one at the same time, especially in the field of spirituality, giving more and more value to things which are just real and authentic. So I do believe, you know, that during this entire Rahu and Ketu transit, we are first of all somehow inspired to question continuously what is real and what is not in this world? What to trust, what not to trust? And of course, as much as this will be manifesting in the world around us, we are simultaneously inspired to question similarly our own mind itself. Because we humans, we are so used to take you know, for granted everything that our mind is producing. You know, like my guru recently wrote, we are like this obedient animal, you know, doing whatever our mind tells us. Whichever thought appears in our mind, we immediately take it to be the ultimate truth. Even though, in reality, it's a very delusional approach to life, if you really think about it. So we will be also inspired in this entire 18-month period to actually just step back for a moment, observe your mind and really see... What are some of your own delusions? Because bear in mind, if some situations in your external life 
will be inspiring you to be more watchful towards what's real, what's not real, what's true and what's not true. That the world itself is always the mirror of what you have inside. And if you will indeed attract some life situations where you will be perhaps uh, somehow lied to, cheated or manipulated in some way, or made to believe something that was a lie, perhaps it's a call from the universe for you to also look how your own mind is doing actually exactly the same thing without you even noticing it. Because of course your own mind is always going to be so much more effective in manipulating you than anyone in the outside can ever be. Because your mind knows all your weaknesses. And it can twist the truth as it pleases in order to make you believe something that is not always necessarily true. So it's actually a really amazing time for introspection and kind of disillusioning ourselves really about certain things in life, which I, you know, find it to be not just important time for introspection itself, but even really healing ourselves from some deep traumas where perhaps we created some wrong beliefs about world and ourselves and the whole situation somewhere on the way. It's really, you know, an amazing transit from that perspective for practicing discernment and really consciously choosing to drop some of the illusions that our mind is creating. But of course you can benefit from it only when you actually engage into sincere introspection because otherwise you will not even notice how your own mind is manipulating you. Like Lord Krishna said in chapter 6 and verse 6 of Bhagavad Gita, your mind can be your best friend if you know it well, but it also can be your worst enemy if not checked, if not in control. And this, I believe, is going to be amazing, you know, time to really dive within and really look inside ourselves. See what are some of the delusions and fantasies that we hold on to, that we believed wrongly to be true. And believe me, you know, there's nothing more liberating and freeing than realizing realization, you know, how many lies we have been telling to ourselves. Initially, you will feel bad about it. You will feel guilty, you know, you will feel embarrassed even. But once you realize that and really free your mind from some of the lies that it has been telling you and making you believe, you gain so much more freedom. And you will realize that, wow, I do not need to play the role of a victim anymore. I really can take life in my hands. And that is also, you know, something really beautiful that this transit is bringing us. A beautiful opportunity that we are presented with. Because the more you detach yourself from your mind's own illusions, the more you will be in your own power, the less you'll be of a victim. And that's a beautiful thing. So needless to say, you know, this entire transit of Rahuan Ketu will be very powerful for spirituality. It will be increasing the longing in each of us to dive deeper into spiritual teachings, to dive into our spiritual path. It's an incredibly supportive transit also for traveling and going to sacred places, going on a pilgrimage. 
like we are going to have a pilgrimage in Himalayas in September this year. It's really, really a powerful time to go deeper. But at the same time, since of course it's Rahu seated in the sign of Pisces, we also need to know, you know, when our spirituality is real and when it just turns into some other form of greed. Because even on spiritual path, it's so easy to get deluded by our ego, especially spiritual ego. It's so easy, you know, to somehow succumb to this greed inside of us to keep filling our minds with intellectual knowledge. And of course, that is the danger always, whenever Rahu somehow gets involved. I do personally believe that we will experience an extraordinary amount of spiritual scams and spiritual gaslighting, you know, happening during this particular transit of Rahu and Ketu. So be watchful about all things like that. I would say the main thing that we are being called to do during this transit of Rahu and Ketu is to stay very watchful, very alert. Don't trust things and believe things just like that, including your own mind. Be very mindful about what you're engaging in. But if you stay mindful truly, and if you will especially stay grounded, because that is truly one of the most important life lessons for us to learn, then you won't be, you know, deluded so easily by things of the outside. You won't be manipulated so easily. Because what does it actually mean to be grounded? It means to be in the present moment and in a contact with reality, healthy contact with reality. Healthy contact with reality means that you're not attached to it, neither to any of your desires. You have a healthy amount of detachment, but you see things for what they are. And you are not trying to convince yourself or others that it's different. Which of course comes along with humility because you can't be grounded without a certain dose of humility and a certain dose of healthy self-esteem. Only then, you know, you can be truly grounded, of course. And of course, those two qualities, staying grounded and humility itself, are the qualities which can be found when our root chakra, our muladhara chakra at the base of our spine is healthy and strong. Because when you are grounded and humble and authentic, not only it's very difficult to manipulate you or delude you, but even the fear itself is getting transcended because so many of our fears are so irrational. And the more we are in contact with reality, the more our understanding of how things are grows, the more fear disappears. Not without a reason, it is believed that fear itself is the very, you know, outcome of avidya or ignorance. The very outcome of delusion. So, of course, if you feel, you know, that you experience some of the negative effects of this particular transit of Rahu and Ketu, you might like to consider meditating on your root chakra. 
because it is there that you will find the healthy qualities to counteract potential negative outcomes. And when you are meditating on your root chakra, you can meditate there on Goddess Mahakali, who is said to preside over root chakra as well, or Lord Ganesha. But in particular, when we want to somehow rise above our own illusions, when we want to especially in some way transcend the influences of Rahu and Ketu upon us, it is said that it's always more supported to connect with the goddess, with Shakti. Because Rahu and Ketu themselves, they're the devotees of Shakti. Because she is the great Mahamaya, the great illusion herself. Especially as Mahakali, because she's the goddess presiding over Tamaguna. The guna of darkness, the guna of ignorance. She is the very same force that can keep you in ignorance and delude you. And she's the same force who can liberate you as well. So especially if you will find it, that current influence of Rahu and Ketu is difficult for you, meditate with Goddess Mahakali. You'll find the medita guided meditation of her and the mantra that you can use to meditate with her also in the links in the description of this podcast. And if you would like to go a little bit deeper into this journey of disillusionment during current transit of Rahu and Ketu, do consider also either reading Devi Mahatmya or listening to it. You will also find it in one of my podcasts. Or you can even go on a workshop called Journey with the Goddess that we did one year ago, but you can still access the recordings during which we actually dive deep into the story of the goddess, the great Mahamaya herself. And it's very beautiful because how even the narration of this story was prompted is when King Surata actually asked the sage Medas, what is this force inside of us? What is this force in nature and in our life that deludes us, that clouds us, that makes us attached to wrong things, even when we know that they are wrong. And of course, you know, I think that this is going to be quite a lot, you know, a topic in our minds those days, which I believe can be especially exposed in the minds of natives who uh, experience addictions or have some other escapism tendencies. All those things are going to get quite strongly exposed in our minds during this transit of Rahu and Ketu. And even it can potentially get temporarily worse. Because what Rahu and Ketu do, you know? Especially Rahu. If you have moderately negative quality, moderately negative tendency within yourself, or even just a tiny little bit of it, very often you don't take it seriously enough as long as it does not become really destructive, as long as you don't see how far can it go when it escalates. So what Rahu often does to prompt our progress and to trigger our evolution is he takes this tiny, small negative tendency inside of you and he exaggerates it. He makes it huge. He blows it up. 
So indeed, he can make you know, the entire situation temporarily worse for us. But when that happens, we need to ask ourselves, why is he doing that? It's not to make us suffer, but it's to make us pay attention and to make us not ignore this anymore, but to realize that this is a real problem inside myself that I need to address. And this is something very, very powerful that Rahu and Ketu does. And during this particular transit of Rahu and Ketu, there will be also one special celestial event happening because at the end of March next year, all the way until second half of May next year, so roughly for two months, April, May, Saturn is also going to join Rahu in Pisces. And I personally believe that especially those two months when both Saturn and Rahu are going to be together in the sign of Pisces is going to be immensely powerful time where some of our own, you know, illusions and fantasies will be exposed to such an extent that you won't be able to hide this anymore or ignore this anymore. It will be an immensely powerful time to, for personal transformation, getting rid of bad habits and really, you know, just finding what's real, you know, for ourselves. So all in all, we are experiencing right now a very powerful transit, very interesting 18 months of Rahu and Ketu, both in external world and within ourselves. And of course, the best we can always do to go through any period like that as peacefully as possible, but also to benefit from it as much as possible, is to continuously keep your mind in check keep meditating, keep introspecting because then you can truly benefit from it and you can utilize the power of this transit to actually evolve. So I hope that this is what will happen for all of you. Namaste.